What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrisomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Here we go! Welcome to another download of the Chris Van Vliet Show. And this is our first one on our brand new podcast network, Blue Wire. I'm stoked to be with Blue Wire as we continue to grow the show bigger and better. And thank you to you for being with us on this audio experience. Whether this is the first episode you're listening to, or if you've been with us all the way back since the beginning. And man, I can, I can remember that like it was five weeks ago. I mean, oh wow, it was five weeks ago. Um, <laughs> it's been great. It's been a great ride. And the whole idea behind this is YouTube's great. I love YouTube. I've been doing YouTube for eight and a half years with the channel. I'm super grateful if you're a subscriber, if you've ever watched a video on there. Um, it's amazing. But you have to be like super dedicated to watching the videos on YouTube as they're playing. I mean, unless you have YouTube premium, you have to have the app open to be able to watch the interview. So the idea here is that you can listen to the audio version of these interviews wherever you want, whenever you want. Although I will say there still is a lot of like visual cues, a lot of things that you'll probably after listening to the podcast, you'll want to go back and be like, oh, I need to see this now to understand how it works. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm at the gym. I, I wonder how many people are listening to this while you're working out right now. Uh, if you are, that's awesome. Or maybe you're in your drive to work. I also listen on my drive to work. Um, my guest today does a lot of working out. Obviously, not probably not necessarily listening to the CVV show while he works out. But if he does, if you're listening right now, Brian Cage, that's awesome. What's going on? Hey, uh, also, thank you to the five star reviews that you've been leaving on Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm going to keep reading one every single week as a way to say thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving a review and also like a free shout out to you for uh, leaving a review and for being a fan of the show. Uh, so the Ho 11. Shout out to you. Yeah, T-H-E-H-O-11. He writes, professional and having fun. Such an outstanding interviewer. I never get enough of his interviews. Always entertaining and informative to let us know what goes on behind the scenes. As everyone has already mentioned, it's amazing how he sits there and enjoys the company as the stars, he asks, do enjoy theirs. Also, great content for when working on the road, which I always do. Hey, so do I. If I could give this 10 out of 5 stars, I would. Well, the Ho 11, thank you very much for those kind words. Um, and keep those reviews coming in. They really do help our rating on Apple Podcasts. And, you know, we're, we're just trying to make the show bigger and better so we can get bigger and better guests. That's the idea here. All right. I mean, you, and you don't get much bigger physically than our guest this time. Brian Cage is a very large, incredibly large, in-shape individual. I mean, he's, well, I guess he's not just an individual. He's certainly not a man. He's a machine. And he's the current Impact Wrestling World Champion. And I hadn't done an interview in like a week or so. We hadn't posted since the Dolph Ziggler interview. And I'm like, I'm free this weekend. 
what should I, where should I do some interviews? So I flew to LA. This is what I did. I flew myself there, stayed with a good buddy of mine, uh, Jason Hammond. And I went to the Impact show. They had a live Twitch show in Hollywood. A great show. And uh, I did a bunch of interviews there. So keep an eye out for those. Now, before we get to our chat, and it's a very interesting chat because uh, Brian Cage talks about how on the two most important nights of his life, both marrying Melissa Santos and winning the Impact World title, they both ended with him in the emergency room. Uh, what a story. Before we get to that, though, I'd like to welcome in our new sponsor, ShipStation.com. You can use ShipStation for free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. The Chris Van Vliet Show also brought to you, as always, by Green Roads. And CBD oils are popping up here and there and everywhere. And ever since the CBD boom has kind of started in the last couple of years, but not all CBD companies are created equal. Green Roads is a pharmacist-founded company that cares about the ingredients and cares about you. And for as much stress as we have going on in our lives, Green Roads really helps. A little bit of CBD oil under your tongue or the relaxed bear, bear, uh, bears, they taste like gummy bears, uh, are the things that I really enjoy using. Uh, you, you Use my code, Chris15 at GreenRoadsWorld.com to save 15%. Oh, well, figure that out. Uh, on any of your CBD products. Um, also, big thank you to Samson Technologies for making us sound so good. You can go to SamsonTech.com to check out their full line of equipment like the mics and the cables and the mixing boards and the headphones that we have. Uh, also, big thank you to Brian Cage for making this interview happen. I also did an interview that night with his lovely wife, Melissa Santos, uh, Jimmy Jacobs. We had a very introspective, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see. It's quite the uh, interview. I think that's going to be the next one that I post. Also talked to Ethan Page, who is one half of the Impact Tag Team Champions. Now, you, you really do need to see at least a portion of this interview with Brian Cage on YouTube just to see how large he is compared to a normal-sized human like me. I'm 5'10", 180 pounds. I go to the gym. I like to think I'm in pretty good shape. He makes me look like a toddler. Um, I'm also super impressed by Brian's knowledge of nutrition. Um, I mean, you don't get to his size by accident. But here you go. Enjoy this conversation with the machine, Brian Cage. <laughs> Uh, it's been like two and a half years since we did an interview. So I feel like it's been longer. Oh, no, you got to put this thing up to your face, too. Oh, there I thought go. it's been longer, exactly. Um, <laughs> I don't know, about two and a half-ish years. I, obviously, a lot's changed for you, though, in that time. Um, yeah, yeah, quite a bit. I mean, I still got this uh, sweet shirt. I had this two and a half years ago and probably the same size arms. But I, don't, uh, I think you're kind of looking smaller. No. I, I'm no. just joking. Please don't impossible. hurt me. Impossible. It is impossible. Because uh, when was that? Was September 2017 then, huh? Yeah, uh, something right? like right. that, yeah. Right around there, You yeah. were at Ronin in South Florida, and uh, you were doing a badass Scott Steiner impression. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. then just three days ago, yeah, right? Three yeah, days, two yeah. days ago, whatever, I, uh, I teamed up with Scott Steiner. Had my own uh, headpiece and everything. And you know what? Every fan there, like, from not only online, but there in person, everybody thought it was Scott Steiner when, it came, when I came out. Like, man, Scott looks exactly the same. So... <laughs> Uh, hats off uh, to me, and I will take those compliments gladly. Everybody thought I was, you know, the old school OG Scott Steiner. That that means the world to me. Yeah. Well, but, do you think that you in your prime is bigger than Steiner was in his no, prime? No, I won't put myself over that hard. No. Okay. No, Steiner was a freak. Man, he's out of control. He was, uh, he was the freaks with the peaks. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. The freaks in my peaks. He's he's got me beat. Maybe, maybe I, I'm, I'm sure I probably could have out uh, like leg worked him maybe, but no, he was he was. Out of control. I don't know if there is someone who has the size and agility that you have right now on the planet. 
At least in wrestling. Yeah, uh, you know what? I, I, I would probably have to agree with you with that. You know, I'm not. You can put yourself over there. Yeah, yeah, of course. Not only like, if you don't even want to call me a big guy because I know I'm not seven feet tall, well, then fine. I, I, uh, I dare to find anyone that's more, that's more of an athletic body guy than Brian Cage because I don't think you're going to find one. I mean, what, what do you need to be to be considered a quote-unquote big guy? Then? I don't know because everybody says, I mean, I'm still super heavyweight. Like, even if I was going to go in UFC or whatever, that's my weight class I'd be or, or any sort of competition. Like, what, what do you weigh standing here right in front of us right Two, now? 265. Yeah, then you're anyway. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not seven five, but I think I weigh just as much as like hey, Luchasaurus. You said he's a beast. You mentioned yeah, him earlier. Yeah. I weigh more than he does. So yeah, I, I'm a like a fairly normal sized human, and you weigh eighty pounds more than me. There it is. So yeah, that's so, poor Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go there, but jeez, wow, you're like probably you probably weigh two and a half times what Melissa weighs. Uh, yeah, two, we could and, do two some, and change, two and change. We could yes. do some Steiner math on this one. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I, I love that he's been doing Steiner math, like, before every every match promo. He, like, somehow Googled it or something, saw that it was so over. So, uh, he always, like, last night he did a, a new rendition of it, and he added some numbers with PD and the six-man tag. <laughs> and then in Bar Wrestling, he, he said that, uh, well, that his little go-to is he normally has 141 third, and one, two-thirds chance of winning. But then uh, he always puts over that the place smells like, Weed and then females genitalia region, and he says, as Popeye was powered by spinach, he goes, Big Papa Pump is powered by pussy. He goes, your, your chance of winning go drastically down. He doesn't give a number. It just says, <laughs> I don't think people quite understand what GMSI means, which I still think is crazy because it's been your thing for so long. I know, right? I know. I, I, my, my, my favorite is people go, oh my God, Brian Cage, I'm your biggest fan. I love you. I've seen you for everything. What's GMSI mean? I'm like, well. Do you make something up for them? No, no. I just, I, I usually, like if it's online, people, I just wait for somebody else to answer for them. I'm like, I've answered that so many yeah. times. I'm like, I put in the hashtags and this and that. But uh, yes, get my shit in, which is an inside wrestling term for somebody who likes to go out there and just get their shit in. And uh, because I always wanted to do all these cool, innovative moves, um, which is Chris Canyon, um, everybody go, oh, okay, there's Cage. He just wants to get his shit in, get his shit in. He was in developmental, actually, in FCW. I got ribbed, like, before then in, in the Indies and then during FCW. And uh, just one day I was like, yeah, that's right, because I'm Mr. Get My Shit In. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. So that's all I can But if someone's looking for you on Twitter, it takes some searching to yeah, find you. Yeah, it does. You. It does. I do on any interview, podcast, this and that. They're like, hey, put out your social media. I'm like, yeah, Brian Cage on Facebook, Brian Cage on Instagram, Mr. G Masai underscore BKJ. Yeah, it sucks, but <laughs> and I got a blue check mark, so I can't change it or I lose it. So, Oh, that's so true. Because Melissa did. She lost it and then she had to get it back. So. Oh, my. oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I know, because people always tag at Brian Cage. Like, That's not me. Mm. Which, you know, makes sense. That'd be an easy one. And then here I am when I'm trying to tag somebody on a post, and you're like, <laughs> I don't know why. Too hard when you search somebody like in for a post, it's so much harder to find them than we just search for them to find their profile. Twitter is not as intuitive as Instagram I, is. I, I'm saying either one. Like, like yeah, if, okay, if I'm looking for you for on Instagram, I can pop you up. Say yeah. I take a photo of us, I put it in my story, and I'm trying to tag you. It's like, it's unless you like know the exact name, I feel like it's, it's always like the last name that yeah. pops up. And, and I'm like, Max, and his like, name's like, underscore XO822. I'm like, what, what is this? What is this? Put your damn name. Like, <laughs> I interviewed Jungle Boy recently here in Hollywood, because he lives here. Yep. And he was talking about how he wants to put on size. But he was saying how difficult it would be to like, have the eating regiment that you have. Like, you show up to shows like with like, a suitcase full yeah, of Yeah, we just went downstairs, and I, I dropped it off. <laughs> I was actually was thinking, like, oh, should I get a meal before we eat? Because I'm pretty hungry. <laughs> 
but I was like, ah, I don't want to have food on my face like I normally do. Um, yeah, it's 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 a full people know it's a full time job. Not only getting course, the food, sure. prepping the food, then you have to eat the food. It all takes quite a bit of time. And then as soon as you're done cooking, prepping, eating, you're like, oh, now I'm out of food. I got to do it all over again. So, yeah, you definitely have to get into a habitual form. So then it's not so, not so uh, mind boggling. I guess. Walk me through from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. Well, when we saw when we last were in retail seventeen, it was probably a lot more. Um, Monotonous and a little more uh, regimented. Okay. Um, especially you weren't was, a married man then. I don't know no, if that no, factors well, no, in. No, no, no. It just once I finally gave. Like, okay. Melissa was also the first girl I've ever been in that was like almost equally, almost equally into fitness as I am. So then she had more of appreciation for like the the, the cheats and the foods because she eats pretty healthy and stuff. Sure. Whereas like past relationships, people just would eat, you know, they did whatever. So like they would get as excited like, oh, let's go eat this place. Like, they weren't yeah, as much yeah. of a foodie as as I was. So then once it, her and I got together, I started to uh, like just cheat more often because it was like more fun with her, especially yeah. new relationship, yada, yada. Yeah. And then eventually I just kind of finally, like, because I used to weigh out my peanut butter, like tablespoon, my pre-workout, my BCAs, like everything to the T, like my egg whites, everything. And now I'm like, ah, that's about right. Like, <laughs> so I've, I, I still eat just as much, if you will, but I'm not like, so like, oh, it's got to be exactly 10 ounces of cooked ground beef with you know, 50 milligrams of sodium here. Like, well, no, I don't. But I, is I, it wake up and do you eat instantly? Um, it, it depends now. I'm not, like I said before, it was like exactly every single, every day, same exact thing. Um, sometimes I will eat it right away. Sometimes I'll go and do faster cardio or faster workout. I've been uh, enjoying that, especially if I eat more uh, carbohydrates the day before. I feel like that's a good way to energize your body. But then um, it, it's my version of intermittent fasting because I can't just sit around and not eat. I will eat then. But if I go to the gym right away feel like, and I have enough carbs from yesterday, you're not in a catabolic state So, because you're still having glycogen load from the day before. So sometimes I'll do that. But, I mean, I still eat my first meal, whether it's before the gym or after the gym, is still uh, uh, usually always about a dozen egg whites. Now it's up to four whole eggs. <laughs> and then up to a cup of oatmeal. Or I'll do like half a cup of oatmeal and then I'll use this. Uh, supplement from Fiber Scent Nutrition called uh, Real, Real Carbs, like the sweet potato powder. It's amazing. Um, and then I always have a shake post-workout, like the second I'm done. Like the last step of cardio or the last rep, it's shake right away with carbs and protein. And then uh, I've been eating a lot more beef lately. I was doing uh, Stand Up For Dean's vertical diet for a while. But, I mean, yeah, then it's usually, you know, about four meals. That's what I have downstairs. I have, I have four meals. Two of them are... Uh, you have four meals here? Yeah. Well, it's three now because I ate one on the car. But um, so is it what eight meals in a day? Uh, no, it's six. Sometimes seven. And then shakes on top of that, or that's including shakes? No, no, that, that's what the shake. I only oh, do okay. one shake. I just do one shake a day. I try. I try not to do more than that anymore. But because you're, you're doing legit real protein. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Just shakes is easy and convenient. You know, when you're uh, when you're struggling. And I actually feel like shakes help more if you're like in a full keto diet, just because you kind of get that sweet tooth craving crush. But um, no, real food is just better. It digests better, and if I'm able to do it, then I prefer to do that. What do you think of uh, fats instead of carbs in a, in a diet? Uh, I've been having avocado with my breakfast instead of oatmeal. Oh, well, I don't know if I can do that. Oatmeal's so good. I mean, but no, <laughs> like, when I get eggs, I get, like, the fancy eggs. I try to get, like, omega-3 eggs, too, so you get healthier fats and lower yeah, cholesterol okay. and the, the yolks. And that's a better fat source anyways, because avocado is great, but it's a super rich in calories, and... It's only omega-9s, which your body can produce on its own. You're so. like a scientist. So it's, it's healthy fats, Jeez. yeah, but you don't need those. So, Man, you're like, like obviously, you I mean, you don't just look like this by accident. Yeah, 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 no. It's, so it's you know support. the science behind I've, this. I've, uh, you know, and I've, I've 
learned through many trial and error. So, you know, when I, when I first started training really hard and I, I wasn't getting anywhere because I was eating Cheerios later in the day and then maybe some frozen burritos later at night <laughs> and then maybe something else and that was it. I'm like, oh, I'm not gaining size. Like, oh, maybe because I'm eating, you know, a hundred, a thousand calories at best and it's all junk food. But yeah. Um, so yeah, just throughout the course of time. Yes. I've, I've, I've learned plenty of things about nutrition, diet, exercise, what works, what doesn't work. And what works for somebody doesn't mean that it'll work for you too. Everyone's, you know, their own individuality. Does it bother you when people pull up the old photos of you looking like basically my oh, size? Oh yeah, yeah. So like, I, I even made that, that Transformation Tuesday tweet like yeah. a few weeks back, whatever. Cause everybody pulls up that photo from like 2011, like end of 2010, the very end of 2010 and throughout most of 2011, and usually the PWG photos, when I was oh, the worst shape of my life. Um, and I was like, man, look, if you look at my photos from like 2006, 2007, 2008, 2009, 2010, now they look better at each of those years than 2011. But I said they got better and better and better year after year after year after year. And then I was just, I would try to throw a pity party, but I'm like, yeah, man, I just gave them the rundown. I'm like, look, I was hurt. I couldn't train. I was broke. I was depressed. I wasn't eating because I couldn't afford to. I mean, it was just hard times. But then once all that turned around, then I got right back into it. Yeah, so, and look at you now. And then boom, 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 every year, yeah. just right back to on track. So. Was Steiner the guy that you looked up to growing up? Uh, no, I always thought Steiner was awesome. I thought his arms were out of control. But no, I mean, as far as like body-wise... I didn't really have a whole lot of inspiration from wrestling, so to speak. Where I was, like, was it oh. from bodybuilding? Um, I mean, I just knew I wanted to be in better shape. I mean, actually, because because I was the biggest guy too, I was actually probably more into like uh, like a Chris Benoit type of physique or something. Yeah, that's a pretty like, good physique. I was like, oh, he's, he's he's jacked, he's huge, but he's not, you know, gargantuan. So I didn't want to lose the athleticism. And then actually, when I even started training and put on size, I my goal or I, I didn't even think this would be possible to get to the size. I wasn't trying to. It just kind of started to happen and go that route, and so be it. So, um, But because I've been wrestling and doing this the whole time while I was gaining size, that's why I'm able to still do a lot of the stuff that I'm able to do just because, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, not I was just already athletic, but I was already doing stuff. And then also, I'm, I'm, I'm a wrestler that just happens to bodybuild. I'm not a bodybuilder that all of a sudden is like, oh, maybe I should be a wrestler now. So Right. Who were the people in the ring that you looked up to? Um... Well, so like, like I did love Alton Ware, and same thing. He lo he looked like a, a superhero, right? As a kid, yeah. and then Shawn Michaels and Razor were my two first like favorites. Like when I was you know getting a little bit older, and like more to like who's actually like a good worker. And then when I wanted to be a wrestler, the three people I wanted to emulate was uh, Canyon, Jericho, and Benoit. Hmm. I said Benoit too, but the physique. So that's the three Chris's. If only Canyon <laughs> was Canadian, that would be the Canadian Chris's. But. Hey, well, I'm Chris, and I'm Canadian. I would say. So I was I about to say that. Toss myself in there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't think Honor so. Honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to take a quick time out from our chat with the machine to tell you about ShipStation.com. And when you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain, which is why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. No matter whether you're selling on Amazon, Etsy, or your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation helps you get your orders out quickly, saves you money on shipping costs, and most importantly, it keeps your customers happy. And right now, Blue Wire listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use the promo code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk either. You, you can even start your free trial without entering your credit card info. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you 
and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone on the top of the homepage, and type in the code word BLUE. That's B-L-U-E. That's ShipStation.com, and the promo code is BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. You obviously come to these shows now. Both of, both of you and Melissa are working impact. Take me back to the day that you guys met. And I'm going to ask her this, too. Okay. So, okay, well, okay. So the first time, I think we just did this recently, too, not too long ago. We talked You're about like, this. I better get this right. Okay. No, so the first time, it was a Lucha Underground, was my first day. And she, like, walked in. Like, I don't remember if she walked by a door, like, just kind of looked in real quick. And instantly, I was like, oh, my God, who's that? She's beautiful. And I knew she wasn't. I, I've never seen her before. And I'm like, she's not a wrestler because I've never seen her for anyone. She's way too pretty to be in wrestling and not know who she was. Right. And then I'm like, I'm like, but she's obviously here. She's doing something. And so he's like, oh, that's the ring announcer. I'm like, oh, dang. But uh, I was uh, I was taken there and I actually, she only said this to you, I was like the only person on the set that didn't flirt with her. Um, and I think the, the first time we actually like engaged was, um, it was the two times I remember, I don't remember which one was first, but I was eating treats because as much as I like to eat food, if there's if there's some free sweet treats around, I'm, I'm gonna be eating them. And I was eating them. And yeah, then she came. I've been to Lucha. There was uh, there was Dude, catering, the ca- table. The catering, the craft. Yeah, room. there's food everywhere. Yeah, both the locker rooms, the green room, yes. the freaking the actual catering area. And I just said, oh, she's a foodie like I am, so I'm eating it. And she comes, and she's eating it. And I'm like, oh, you eat this stuff too? You know, and I didn't think you could. Probably you look. I'm like, well, I don't normally, but if it's here and it's free and it's it was the end of the night, I'm like, I'm not wrestling now. This is gonna get thrown away. I can't yeah. let that happen. I gotta take one for the team, <laughs> and then. Uh, they're pulling us aside, doing like all these uh, interview, like they're asking us all the same questions. So Melissa kind of went in. Uh, I don't know if she went in before me, then I, I went in after her, and they asked the same thing. One of the questions was like, "Oh, who's your favorite uh, luchadora?" So I'm assuming that the Goody would ask her, "Who's your favorite luchadora?" Like one you like. And uh, when I came back out. She's still there, and uh, I started eating food. And I go, I, I said something to her, and I go, "Oh, so I'm your favorite, huh?" <laughs> and she goes. They told you? What? And I go, nope, but you just did. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that. And I was like, ah, that's why you say five five nine, so cool. So she was low key crushing on me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't actually first hang out until um, sometime in the season two. I know I did talk to her a little bit here and there, and I got her like on PWG and a couple of indie bookings. But then in two, uh, season two is when we actually had uh, our first uh, gym date. I'm out and oh, your first yeah. date was at the gym. Yeah, there yeah. was technically. Like, we, we should probably do some squats. That's even in our in our, our wedding invitation and the opening of our wedding ceremony. We talked about that with the 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 Brian Cage Melissa Santos gym date. And uh, that seems like a Brian Cage date, right? Uh, yeah. Where you want to go? Uh, the gym. <laughs> well, usually too, maybe I, I meet the girls at the gym. Like, hey, you want to go to the gym tomorrow? Like, I there's <laughs> there's nothing worse than a gym pickup, though. <laughs> hey, you using this thing? Cool. You come here often, yeah, right? <laughs> So that, that's that's where I started, and then just kind of slowly began. And then even then, um, I don't know if she'll say this, but like it was funny because like, let's be honest, like I, like all the guys would always talk about Melissa, and they're always like, oh, sorry, don't let me take offense, but just some guy, but was like, oh my gosh, I would totally you know want to freaking be like, hey, what's up with that? But it was like that's never gonna happen. And then it slowly was like, oh, if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be Cage. And I'm like, no, because even though I was into him, we were starting talking to hang out, I really didn't think it was ever gonna happen or go that route. And then uh, it just kind of randomly did. Wow. And then, and then our first like weekend together was uh, WrestleMania. Um, uh, what city was it? Dallas. 
2032. Yeah, so a few months prior to us. So that's right. Yeah. No, you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and now now look at you guys. So yeah, yeah wedding married, and everything. Got, got a little kid, you know. Yeah. On the same on the same team elsewhere, and now we're finally doing something together. I think he's watching the Impact product, but the Fan Master is my my, my fiance on there, and she they did some skits with us back at our at our home, um, and yada yada yada. So that was cool because the whole time at Lucha, I always wanted to do something with her. I thought it'd be so cool because not that her and I were both over, but every new we're together, and and every time, and you can hear him. Quite often, they still try to dome down. Every time anything happened in any of the seasons of Lucha, especially with this Phoenix storyline stuff too, they'd always start doing the Terminator clap. Yeah, that was obvious. I remember like in like the season finale or Ultimate Lucha, whatever uh, episode it was for them on season uh, three, when like they they have that match in Smarty and Mariposa, and then like the kiss on top of the stairs. All the fans are chanting, "Cage is gonna kill you." <laughs> so I go, like, "Come on, it's already it's right there." Like, yeah. The fans already know, and like. Wrestling couples are so uh, it at the time too. I mean, they still are. I'm like, just make us together because yeah. we're really together. Fans would love it. Yeah. So, but oh well. Omega gets the Terminator clap. How do you feel about that? Uh, you know what's funny is everybody asks like, who did it first? Yeah. And um, somebody said they like looked at it and said said that I did, but I, I honestly don't know, and I didn't even know he did it. And then when it started to get more and more over, people were like, oh, made in reference to it. And I didn't know what they're talking about because I hadn't seen them. Like, oh, he did it. Because for the longest time, I always wanted um, some sort of, you know, uh, chant or taunt or whatever before I discuss Larry. And, like, way back when, if anybody remembers this viral video, I used to say, you're going to jail now. From that bus driver, that uppercut of that lady. Yeah, I was in <laughs> Cleveland. I, I yeah. lived in Cleveland yeah. at the time. So I was like, thought, you're going to jail now. So, like, it was funny for a few months. And then, it, you know, people didn't get it. I was like, man, I need something else. Like, oh, you know be cool? If I did the Terminator clap right beforehand. So I don't remember when it aired, but the first day I did it was actually in the match against Taya on Lucha Underground. Right before I suplexed through the tables, I stopped. I think they edited it out, though. I stopped looking at the crowd, and I started doing the clap, and they started picking up on it, and mm -hmm. that's how it started. Mm. So it's, That's great, though. When you put something out to a wrestling crowd, you tell instantly. Yeah. You know this. You know instantly if it's going to work or it's not going to work, and they obviously yeah. right up on that. Yeah, but and then every, like that's all it took the one time. And then every time I'm in there, just do 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 do. That's so catchy. So everybody goes, "Come on, man, that's cute." I'm like, "Hey, Kenny just does a dive. I'm an actual machine. All right. I mean, we're talking Terminators here. I'm definitely the T800. All right. Even if he's the T1000, he's an upgraded version. Everybody loves the Arnold version more. So, <laughs> or maybe I'm, maybe I'm the T559. That'd be more suitable." Last time I talked to you, you said you were you would be more interested in working New Japan than a WrestleMania. How do you feel about that? You know, a couple of years later now. Oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, because you haven't worked either still. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, right. And I was close. Just done everything else. I, and you know, too, I almost I almost just kind of gave up on New Japan too because there was like so many like so many like almost opportunities, and then there was just like always like because I worked here because I did this or like just different reasons they were just like getting annoying I'm like man whatever like Russell Keenum I still think is cooler uh, especially this year's Wrestlemania in my opinion I didn't think it was that great like this was the first year I thought there was like there's okay matches but there was no like Wrestlemania match you know um, I, that's maybe the Kofi you know that, Kofi that's what everybody says yeah. and I probably have to agree with that the only thing that sucks about it was that's the only match that I knew the finish where I watched it, so yeah. my my investment in that match wasn't as strong, and that always kind of makes the match seem less because you're not fully invested into it. You can't really appreciate the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that probably was the best one. But since I knew it, I kind of tuned out a little bit throughout it. I kind of had it on the background and just saw some of the falsies. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of good matches, but I just felt like it was nothing 
you know, like, holy crap. There was no, like, WrestleMania moments. Well, the women's main event was pretty exciting, too. No, it was good, but even then, like, I didn't think it was, like, I don't know. It was like, like, I mean, talking about WrestleMania triple threat main event, I don't know anybody's going to do better than Sean, Triple H, and Michaels. I mean, that's... Wait, Sean, Triple H, and... What, you, what? Oh, damn, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Wait Sean, a Triple second. Sean, Triple H, and Benoit. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> that was like a WWE sensory night, because you can't say his name. So. <laughs> it was. You self-censored yourself there. Is there someone that you haven't worked yet that you're like really looking forward to hopefully getting the opportunity to do? Uh, what is, everybody always asks my dream match, and it's always been AJ Styles. Um, mainly, too, because a, a prime John Michaels is no longer in existence, and he doesn't work at all anyway. So um, that would be like you know the real dream match that couldn't happen would be like, you know. The, sure, if we had a time machine. Yeah, yeah of course, yeah. HBK. But uh, outside of that, it's been AJ Styles since I started wrestling. Huh. Always wanted to wrestle that, him. That could possibly um, happen at some point in time. Outside of that, if there's just like like a, I mean, I mean, I know everyone see me and Kenny. I'd love to wrestle Kenny. Um, Jericho's been doing a lot of stuff. I'd love to wrestle Jericho because he's yeah. in the he's in the three Chris's. <laughs> Benoit's Gonski, but I got to wrestle Kenny. So I mean, two out of three ain't bad. Pretty much everyone you're talking about here is Canadian. Too Kenny's Canadian. <laughs> That's true, yeah. right? Canadian's Canadian. Well, Jericho. Abushi would be awesome to work there. You go. I'll throw somebody okay, there we go. some different flavor in there. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I mean, there's several talents. Obviously, there's great, and it's funny. A lot of times, you all forget, and I'm like, "Oh man, I work that guy. I want to work that guy." Or even people I have worked, I haven't worked that much. Like, like Jack Evans. I've only had two solo matches with him, mm-hmm. but I love working Jack. I'd love to work him again. Um, Drew McIntyre and I were supposed to have a match at PWG, and I had to cancel like right before because of stuff with my son. And I was so bummed, and we never got it again. I would love to work Drew one on one. Do you think being with Melissa and being married now has changed anything for you, for better or for worse, in the wrestling world? Um, like, do you work safer? Do you not work? You know, something like anything like that? Man, I, I don't really think so. Like she'll 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 try to uh, put her two sits in and, and educate me on stuff, or you know, tell me what I should or shouldn't. Oh do. yeah. And and normally the the higher ups here at Impact Wrestling tend to agree with what she says. <laughs> So I feel like they tell her stuff to tell me because they think I'm going to have to listen to her. And whenever I don't, usually something happens. And then she's always like, oh, see, I told you not to do that. And she's like, you see, you didn't tell me you're going to take that Spanish fly on the pay-per-view. Because if, if you would have, I said, absolutely not. And look what happened. Then you freaking crippled yourself. That was your fault. I'm like, well, I guess you're probably right. Yeah, so. I guess you, you are injured here right yeah, now. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a rough year, man. Um, the two biggest moments of my, of my life and career this year... Mary Melissa Santos and winning the Impact Wrestling title. And both nights I spent in the ER right afterwards. Oh so a little bit of a little bit of a salt of the wound there with that one. What what happened on what happened on your wedding night that sends you to the ER? So so I was off so like I was off for like what, five or six weeks after I hurt my back and I slowly started, you know, doing some stuff and I wasn't fully good to go. You always pushed it a little bit. I was I was doing alright, I was doing alright. And then the New York tapings in June, um, my hip was just like really stiff and acting up. And that's how it felt when I hurt my back, just because it swelled up so much, everything on the right side. I just couldn't move my hip or my leg. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? But I know I wasn't like working any matches. I was just doing some spots and yeah, angles with Mike. And going to a wedding. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, I took like a week off or so. I felt good. I had a match in Defy. My, I, my leg couldn't even move it the next day. But then the day after that, it wasn't too bad. And I eased up and it kind of healed up again. I didn't know what was going on. I did my tour in Australia and during the middle of the tour, after a couple of matches, I, I could barely walk again. I couldn't do the rest of the tour. Wow. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I got all this treatment on it, all this stuff. I had to go get an MRI. I, had to get, actually, I ended up getting three MRIs on it because they kept on switching it around on me as far as like, oh, you have to get this MRI. You have to get MRI with contrast. You need a different MRI with this frequency, with the contrast over it. Oh, this, like, it was a nightmare. Um, 
But uh, so I took a couple more weeks off and did the match with Elgin because I had to because it was the pay-per-view. And I felt pretty good. It didn't hurt really at all during the match. Later that night and the next day, it definitely did. It wasn't horrendous, but it was there. And then I had a sweet little 4-1 lap dance match at, at, at Bar Wrestling that I put together for my bachelor party the day before the wedding. And uh, the match was fine, too. It was going fine. And then there's just one. Uh, actually, when I discussed Larry Tessa, I, I just felt weird. Um, on my hip and it just like blew up instantly and I knew it was bad and the next day it was horrible and then just being on my feet and moving around all all day and night uh, it just kept on swelling and by the end of the night yeah, I couldn't move I couldn't oh move at all and I didn't want to go to the yard and they kept trying to get me to go I said take me home and then by the time I got home it was in, I was in such unbearable pain and they tried to pick me up because I couldn't stand at all I, I literally had to have two guys two big guys too like hold underneath my arm and I just lean into them and they'd pull me up, and any movement still hurt, excruciating-wise. Wow. And then they just kind of give me like a little hop that I base all my weight on my other leg like this, so I could try to just do like a little zombie Oh, my drag. God. So they go like 15 yards. It took like 40 minutes to get in this car and then to the ER. And then they had to give me Valium, Toradol, which is a strong painkiller and anti-inflammatory, and two doses of morphine. And that just settled the pain. They didn't even take it away. It was out of control. And then once oh inflammation... God calmed down that morning it was it, it was so horrible but it was still bad and then i tried to go to bar wrestling the next night because it was our wedding reception show and uh I, was, I wasn't working anymore i was just going to be there to do some commentary but even just riding a car was, was too much for me i rode like not even halfway there so that's it turning some bitch around i'm not going to make it like <laughs> i can't do it this is awful so the the wedding night and the wedding weekend all with the shit and uh I have to make that up to Melissa, and I got a surprise coming for her. But uh, yeah, so man, it's it's been rough, and then they've uh, they've kept me off all the impact shows since then. I've, I canceled a lot of bookings. I canceled Triple Mania today too. I, I've had to cancel the Big Defy tournament, which I was bummed about. Yeah. Like, so I mean, it's part of the deal. I haven't really had to cancel. I've worked through almost every injury, um, so this has been the most I've I've tried to take time off. Um, and then I had uh, I had my little match with Steiner because I had to, but I was working Orange Cassidy and Joey Ryan, so it was. It was it was a it was a not a Mr. G side match. It was. A little, <laughs> you didn't. You I didn't let Steiner get his shit in. <laughs> well, those guys are you know they're over in a completely different. Oh yes, way. yes, yes. The match still was awesome. Like people were under the illusion that we had an amazing match, and I mean, the match still. Awesome, I'm sure you did, but in a different way. Yeah. Well, you mentioned working Tessa, and that's kind of been like an interesting subject for a lot of people. Yeah. How do you feel about intergender wrestling? Uh, people ask me that. It depends. It depends on who it is, both the guy and the girl, and the reason for it. Okay. I, I feel like, and I feel like it's different, and I, I don't know why, but I feel like it's different too when it's on TV or a, you know more national or international product as opposed to just the indie spot show. Like I'll wrestle any chick, I'll do anything on like bar wrestling where like it's just a fun show, that crowd's amazing. But I feel like in certain avenues, um, it, it makes it, I don't know, I was say risky, not risky, but it just, it just needs to make sense. Like, when I have people ask me to do intergender matches too, if they have asked me, um, same thing, it depends on who it is and and, and why as well. Yeah, that's probably the more important thing. Rather than just, just oh, watch Brian Cage come beat up this girl, like what? But, um, so, so I, and I have no problem with it or people doing it. It just, again, it's those factors that make it mean more or less, so. And I think it can be done, like Lucha Underground did it. Oh, totally. Great. Well, and what, what worked so great with Lucha Underground was that uh, it was already like, a, yeah, it, didn't it wasn't supposed to be real, so. Yeah, it, it didn't I'm, exist in this realm. Yeah, 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 so like, you know, it was it was like superheroes fighting, so it didn't matter. And it's funny enough too, I think that's the only 
not only my only intergender match, it was my first intergender match, and it was the only one that I was ever in where I was the baby face and not the heel. Because I almost feel like the guy almost always has to be heel, especially someone in my position. Yeah. And that was, I was like, I just thought about that like a couple of days ago. I'm like, oh yeah. I was beating the crap out of Ty, but I was the face and we loved it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Have you, is Lucha Underground officially done? Um, officially done? I guess not, because nothing's been, I mean, we all kind of just assume, but right. there's never, there hasn't been a statement. And actually, though, the, um, I think they're, AAA's doing a show at the LA Forum here in, in September, October, excuse me. And um, I think they're, the, the Lucha's actual, like, actual parent company, the actual, like, you know, official name title of it. Is involved like with El Rey it. Network? No, no, not El Rey because El Rey just owned the TV rights. Okay. The thing. But um, it's like Lucha, it's like Lucha Libre FM LL or whatever, whatever the GMS the, the LLC thing is or whatever. <laughs> yeah, okay. the, yeah. But yeah, because Melissa oh, did wow. some stuff with them, and then she was getting paid from them. So I think they're involved with it somehow. So I don't know. I, I guess technically it's not officially closed up, but I don't know what's gonna. I don't see anything <laughs> happening. It's still in your Instagram bio. It is. It is. Well, it's it's. And I mean, season two and three. I mean, one was great too, but two and three was probably the most fun I've ever had in wrestling. Oh, and it was amazing to watch as a fan. Yeah, too. that was that was. I actually just watched the matches from from those seasons uh, during cardio today. But yeah, I don't. I mean, I've done a lot of awesome stuff before then and after then. But that those those couple years, man, were just so much fun. So if there's fun. someone watching this right now that's never seen a Lucha Underground match, which match, which Brian Cage match from season two or three should they watch? Oh man. Um. Well, I think my favorite match on there is probably my match with Matanza, only because oh, it was yeah. like um, a lot of people liked it. It was two big guys going at it, and it was like the only match that was like really raved about that wasn't because we had a lot of extreme and hardcore stuff from Lucha, and that match was just straightforward. There was yeah. no objects or any you know gimmicks in the match, so I really liked that one. But I mean, there's I mean my whole series of Tejano I liked a lot. My matches with Willie Mack obviously is are amazing. Everybody loves those. Uh, the triple threat with with Crane and Mil Muertes was amazing. My whole feud with Puma in the first season was great. Like, there's so many good matches. So, so many good matches. It's funny hearing the lucha names for all those people you just right? said. Right, right, yeah. You just Johnny list- Mundo. We had a good. You just feud. listed off Sammy Callahan, uh, Ricochet. Uh, who else did you list off there that has? I said Willie Mac. Willie Mac. Willie Mac. It's just so funny hearing that. Yeah. The, the, yeah. Right. I didn't say Son of Havoc, but you know, he's yeah. in there. Matt Cross. Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, we did this last time, and I think it's just, you know, it, it, we need to show people the difference between a man and a machine. So uh, I, I work out. Hey, like, you're in shape. You're I'm in shape. shape. I work out like five days a week. But when I flex, it's like an arm. And then, then when you flex, it's like going to eat my yeah, arm. Yeah, yeah. And then do that one too. I think the right one's. Well, if I put it back here, it looks even smaller. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we get a little closer. You're out <laughs> Thanks so much, bro. No problem, man. Yeah, no it's problem. great to see you. Keep training, man, and you get one of these tees, maybe. Maybe, maybe kind of okay size yeah. effing arms. Like slightly above average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember above good. average Mike Sanders? Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, in yes. WCW? Yes. That could be me. That could be you. Yeah. Slightly above average. The arms. Canadian Chris version. Canadian Chris. Thank you. So there we go. And just to give you a visual of what was going on there at the end, it was like a twig. Compared to a tree trunk. Well, maybe not a twig. My arm isn't like a twig. Maybe like a, a tree branch versus a tree trunk. Uh, thank you to Brian for the time. I hope he heals up quickly so we can see him back in the ring soon. Back in there defending the Impact World Championship. Uh, if you enjoyed this chat, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help us out. And if you're listening right now, take a screenshot. Uh, share this on Instagram or Twitter. Tag me at Chris Van Fleet. 
Uh, if you're not already following me, it's at Chris Van Vliet. Tag me, and uh, I will be happy to repost this for you. Thank you to ShipStation.com. You can use the code BLUE to get 60 days for free. Also use the code CHRIS15 at GreenRoadsWorld.com to get 15% off your order of CBD products. And thank you to Samson Technologies for making all of this audio possible and making us sound good every time every time i do that i go into i go into this voice like the like the radio announcer voice uh this is the first of four interviews we did in la this past weekend i literally just landed um i just got back to my house i landed it's like a five and a half hour flight from la back here to miami uh so we've got ethan page coming up melissa santos coming up and a very interesting very existential conversation with jimmy jacobs which i'm gonna post next um and i want to leave you with a quote I want to leave you with a quote from Henry Ford that's really spoken to me a lot recently. Maybe you know it. Um, it's a super powerful quote, though. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Boom. There you go. Go out there and crush it today.